0: All right, welcome back to the Nosebleeds. Once again, here we are. Adam Schmidt. I'm Chris Witt. Good to meet you. We're a couple cousins here talking sports. Uh, You can catch Adam on... Twitter. At Adam Schmidt 44 There you go. And I'm at SickWittit on the Twitter. Uh, Also, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, or CastBox.
1: And... And you can find us on Facebook,
0: find us on Facebook because one of the topics we have today comes from one of our Facebook friends, shout out Mr. Uh, STS Snodgrass, Steve, appreciate it. Uh, We're going to go over some launch angle, a little launch angle. We're going to try not to bore you with it because it can get boring real quick. So we're going to have some fun with it though. We will. All right. That sounds good. We're going to do some uh, NBA playoffs. We'll go over what happened just briefly, talk a little Cleveland Cavaliers, get into the Reds and. have some have a little bit more fun with that MLB stuff. Yes sir. What do you think? I'm ready. Let's all right, it. man. So, let's get into it. So, uh NBA playoffs first round completely over with. Uh what happened? Uh
1: the Western Conference all the series in the Western Conference were pretty uh pretty lopsided aside from the Utah OKC series and that that one even ended in 6 games. Um, you know, that was probably the biggest upset. Uh, in the first round, Utah beating OKC. Yeah. They were the higher seed, or the, I should say the lower seed, I guess, um, depending on how you look at it. But anyway, no, um, no, that's a good question. That's a really uh, good question. So, can. okay, let's do Are it. they the
0: higher seed or are they the lower seed? Because they were a, uh, they were the uh, four uh, force. Were they the four seed? They were the four seed. Okay, and OKC was the five seed. Was the five seed? So, were they the was was OKC the higher seed or the lower seed? Because their number was higher, yet yet they were a worse team, which would l- make them lower, lower Seated. seated. So well, how do you come up with that? What do you say? When you look at that and you say, let's say uh, it's, it's a one versus an eight, who's the higher seed? The one. The one's the higher but, seed, right? But, <laughs> right? But eight is the higher number. Sure, that's what I mean. So how do you say it? So if you were looking and a guy said, hey, Who's going to win this, the higher seed or the lower seed? What would you say? If it was a 1-16 in the NBA in the in the NCAA uh championship tournament. You know what
1: I really can't stand?
0: What's that? Is
1: that I pro- I think
0: I I think I go back and forth. <laughs> I, I don't know. I want to, if it's really close like the 7-8 or like the 8-9 game, you'll do you'll say lower seed and you're talking about the actual I don't, lower I don't know seed. who I'm talking about I don't I, know I don't know who you're talking about uh, all right so i wanna I wanna stick with one i wanna All right. Pick so let's do it right now actually you know what I gotta do that right now no, you don't have to do it right now oh, we're gonna okay. we're gonna do this high low seed uh get on Facebook uh or on whichever comment on whichever one of these uh platforms you're listening to and tell us how you consider high one sixteen we're gonna say one versus sixteen use that as an example mm-hmm. higher seed lower seed. Yeah, tell me, tell me how you see it. Who's the higher seed? Who's the lower seed? Maybe, maybe whatever answer we get, most. Yeah, that's what I'll. That's go it. With. We'll go with it from then on, whether you like it or not. Which is gonna oh, be so great. I hope it ends insane. up being the opposite of what you would normally do, because <laughs> you would be terrible. Oh, yeah. That would that would ruin you. But I would they call would. you out every. I would constantly ask you that question. I would every year at the tournament time. I just ask you, hey. Good. Higher seed, lower seed. Stay, stay on me about it. I will stay on me. All right. So anyway, get us back on that. So anyway, back to it. OKC. Okay. So
1: anyway, so you know that was, uh, so even though Utah was the four, OKC was the five. I think OKC was probably the, uh, you like how I danced around that. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> OKC was probably the favorite because of their roster. I mean, they put they they added Paul George and, and Carmelo Anthony to Russell Westbrook this year, right? Right. Exactly. So um, you know, in the beginning of the season, there were. You know, analysts on TV saying, okay, so he was going to get the one seed in the West. They didn't have nearly the season that no, a lot of people thought. Not. Um, Carmelo Anthony had his worst season so far as a pro. Um, it's the first time that he and Paul George were not the number one option
0: on their team. So it was yep. interesting to see. Um, I And I think Paul George could do that. I think I don't think he, he seems to uh, – Carmelo, on the other hand, obviously not – not his best year at all, either. The NBA, either time, Father Time has caught up to him, or he's just didn't fit in the way he thought he would on this team. Right?
1: Yeah, he, he's you know he's known as is one of the best scorers in the league. Yep. Maybe even still if he has you know if he can shoot it every time. Yeah, if he um, could
0: just go ISO all day
1: long. Right. Um, but he he can't with this team. It, it's you know Russ is getting. I mean this team does that. Yeah, this OKC team does that. All three of those uh, of those guys go one on one. But the ball goes. Through,
0: it goes through Russell Westbrook. It does. It does. It starts with him.
1: Um, but anyway. Um, so Carmelo had a, had a rough season. He's there's already all kinds of stuff in the media about whether you know they're gonna buy him out. Um, I think he has. One, I think next year is his last year mm-hmm. on his contract. Yep. Um, but you know, they may buy him out, trade him, whatever. Um, but it doesn't seem like he's going to be back next year, no matter what. Um, so whatever has to happen is probably going to happen because he's already said he doesn't, he's not coming off the bench. He does right. not want to come off the bench. He hates it. So I don't know if they want to start all three of those guys together. It, I, it, Paul George is actually probably gone anyway, but, um, because he's a free agent, but yeah. Um,
0: Either, way, either, either they're, way, they're out of they're out of this.
1: Yeah. Anyway. so 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 they're done. I I just thought it was interesting to, to think about what OKC's gonna because they're gonna they look totally different this year and they're probably gonna look totally they're different. They're gonna again look next totally year. different next year. And I love watching Russell Westbrook play as much as
0: anybody else in the league. So after this, so after this, because uh, the big talk was, uh, you know, where are these superstars go to play to try to win a championship. So after seeing two superstars like Carmelo Anthony and. Uh, Paul George go to OKC to try to play with Russell Westbrook, and it obviously didn't work. Mm-hmm. Does that does that make this very difficult now for Russ to ever get somebody else to come to OKC? Is a free agent. It probably hurts, and I, I you know, yeah, because he had he's had this stigma
1: about his. it Hurts, and I, I, you know, yeah, because he had he's had this stigma about his career, about the way he plays his entire career so far. You know, it worked for a while with he and KD. I mean, they were they were really good when KD was there, right? Um, and then Russ, for that one year that he wasn't, that he was by himself last year, he snuck him into the playoffs. He was the MVP. Yeah, uh, and um, you know they didn't they didn't do a whole lot in the playoffs, but but he was the MVP and he he took he took them on his back and and got them got them into the playoffs. But um, but yeah, it's I think it is going to be tough to get you know another star. Um, to come play with him unless it's just somebody that that just fits his style perfectly it's it's just a great shooter but you know guys that are just great three-point shooters um you know that's what teams are doing they put all those shooters around James Harden and yep and uh you know and they did it around LeBron a few a few yeah. different times and, yeah but um, if it's just one of those guys, it's not going to be a superstar. You know, your superstars are the guys that do everything.
0: No. So then does this, does the whole superstars coming together start to fade away now? Or no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Not, no, not even close. No. But but it, for
1: Russ, which is the same reason that, you know, that kind of happened with Kobe, too. Like, Paul Gasol was at the top of his game probably when he came over to the Lakers, but he wasn't a superstar, superstar. You know, he wasn't. Right but, but right. that's you he know, was that next tier down right and it you know it worked for a few years with Shaq with Kobe but then Shaq left and and nobody else you know people were hesitant to, to play with Kobe because he was going to shoot at the ball all the time right. And it's kind of the same deal with Russ. Um, I would love to play with Russ. I'll go play with him right now. I know you would because you'd be the guy who just sits in the corner and shoots. I'll pa- I'll I'll pass to him, and if he wants to pass it back, I'll shoot it. If he wants me to shoot it, I'll do whatever Russ wants me to do. Okay. Yes.
0: You're you're Russell. You would be Russell's little baby boy, <laughs> and I'd
1: be that. I'd be
0: that for LeBron. There you go.
1: So speaking of LeBron, let's, yes, let's switch gears because we spent uh, like five minutes on OKC, who's not even in the playoffs anymore. Right. Cleveland was one of two. 7 game series Correct. in that
0: Eastern Conference in the first round. Yep. LeBron. Boston who who blew out mm-hmm. Milwaukee there in that last game. Well, maybe not a blowout. Milwaukee made it a game at the end, but they were they handled that game pretty well. But LeBron game 6 to start this off was the game because that was the the clutch LeBron mm-hmm. that poor LeBron gets absolutely no love for being clutch at all, I don't think. Early in his career he did not I think I think the, I old, think the, the last old, few years, the he old has. three quarters. Uh, Le- Le- Lebron gives you change for a dollar, and it's three quarters. This <laughs> never has a fourth or something like that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Lebron hits the game-winning three uh, at the end of regulation in Game Six, takes it over, sends it to Game Seven. Here we go. What are the Cavs gonna do to change the way this series is gone? They go to Tristan Kardashian.
1: <laughs> yeah, Tristan Thompson. So that so Ty Lu wanted to start all the guys that had the most experience, the most playoff experience in and it game worked. seven. Which yeah, it did work. It, it, they got off to a, a really hot start in that game. Tristan Thompson had, I think, fifteen ten, and ten. T- fifteen and ten. Five offensive rebounds, five defense but I think he had. Did he have that at halftime, or did he finish? Because I think it was he, pretty close to that at halftime. He half had. Time. He had close was, to that at halftime, and right. then he didn't do as much in the second half. But, um, but he got them off, and and that's the thing is is I've I've wondered where Tristan Thompson was all year because he last year he wasn't and, with and, Chloe. And, and I don't know who he was with, but
0: <laughs> he he he's back with his love for offensive rebounding. Yes, he is. There's no doubt about that and, because that first half was. It was the Tristan Thompson show. And I loved watching Tristan Thompson play over the last several years because of that, because
1: he's the best offensive rebounder in the game. Yeah. And – he hasn't played. He hasn't played, and I I guess when he was playing, he just wasn't producing enough to to warrant more time. He's but, playing
0: like five, ten minutes a game. Right, nothing. Yeah, and it's not like they have another center that came in. They didn't acquire. No, a, that's why Kevin Love. I that's why I think Kevin Love has been terrible most of the year because he's had to, he's had to play the five. Larry Nance Jr. will come in here and there, but he's still not a true five. No, uh, he, I mean he, when he's when not him four. And, yeah when him and Love are in there together. Love's got to play the five. He's got to play the four. Yeah. So they don't have anybody else that can be that beef inside except for Thompson. And he doesn't play. I right. think that's a big reason why they struggle. But a lot of these teams are going to these little lineups anyway. Yeah.
1: So so Tristan Thompson was a was a big spark to start the game off, and then in the second half he didn't do as much. So LeBron LeBron had to shoulder the load um, again. And, and they haven't, you know, they've gotten contributions here and there a little bit. You know, Kevin Love is still a good player. He's still an all-star, um, but he he fades, away. He Just fades like away he's been doing it his whole career especially sure. in Cleveland not sure. well
0: especially in Cleveland he never made it to the playoffs in Minnesota and so. what the
1: scary thing is is Kevin Love is still maybe the second most reliable player on that team he and is that's the problem yeah that's the problem because and in, in when so when he's not when he's not playing well when he's not shooting the ball well I should say because he doesn't really do a whole lot in the post anymore so
0: he's going to shoot the three and he'll go in and get rebounds for you but He's but, got two games less than less than double digits. So seven points in game six, and he had five points in game four. Yeah, and, and
1: so that means LeBron has to score forty points to 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 win a game. You know, he's got to score yeah. forty. He's got to have nine rebounds and seven or eight assists, and and two blocks and three steals. And I mean, he's got he has to do everything. And it's that's the thing. So he did that for seven games to barely eke out a series win against the Indiana Pacers.
0: Now's biggest next, star is Victor, Victor Oladipo, Oladipo and right. their second best player is Lance Stevenson. So now you're and playing against. Okay. <laughs> I don't like the guy at all. Anyway, that's just telling you how bad the team is is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right, right, right. I gotcha. Right.
1: So, yeah. So now here's the question. So now the Cavs go on to play the Raptors who are the, who are the number one seed, mm-hmm. the highest or lowest seed in the, in the East, right? The, so the,
0: number what are 1 seed. The
1: number 1 seed. They are the number 1 seed. That's who they play now. LeBron's coming off 7 games of you know having to score 40 45 45 to to win these games. Right. He said after the after that game 7,
0: he's exhausted. He needs some rest. Yeah. He said he said it's, he he was he was cramping up. He had leg cramps, which you would never tell could never tell by his uh, 45 9 rebounds, 7 assists in, in that game 7, but uh yeah. Yeah, so now you're coming up against a really really good Raptors team. They are currently and we we are we are uh, recording as this game's on. It's it's in the fourth quarter right now. They're down by 5. Okay. So so we'll find out.
1: Okay, so you'll you'll know tomorrow when the when the podcast is out what the Cavs did, what LeBron did. Um but you know, is he going to be able to sustain that level of play? after that 7 game series against the raptors to
0: in order and is even I, if he does that are, are they going to beat the raptors no, in the I, series i think that they have they they could beat the raptors but i don't know man if to, to do that to do that again to go through the whole thing again and then have to play uh either philly or boston i mean especially if they have to play philly boston won game 1 the other night but if they got to go out and play philly i don't think he could do it they have too many athletic Players on that team that can defend him and keep and re- make him work ten times harder than he ever had to work against Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. So no, I uh, there's always the chance against Toronto because Toronto just can't beat LeBron. So I mean, there's that chance that that's going to happen. It kind of uh, LeBron obviously would have to win one in Toronto, which is not going to be easy to do. Um. So, I I I'm going to go ahead and say that Cleveland still wins the series just because you know that I. Think LeBron James can probably win the game by himself, uh, but if he has to do what he just did and Kevin Love can't come out and drop 25 and average 25 a game, just 20, 25 uh, is not bad for Kevin Love. He can do no, that he's easily. Very, very capable. So, and Jr. Smith's got to step up. They're, they got to have. They need two. They need one other guy every game to have a good game. They can't have three guys with 12, 13, 10, and five behind LeBron. They're not going to win it that way. If they can get just, I don't know, uh, somebody to score 25, 27, and then have another, you know, two fifteen guys, yes, they can do it. But it's going to be tough, buddy. What do you think? Yeah,
1: I, I agree. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, I think the same thing for LeBron as I do for Boston, that, you know, Boston played a seven-game series too. Now they have to play Philly. They won that first game, so maybe so it may be their fatigue may not be felt in the first game or two, but once you get into game three, four, five, six, yep, that's when that seven-game series plus all these plus these three or four or five or six more games, that's when the fatigue is really gonna kick in, and and I mean we saw that with
0: James Harden last year, he ran out of gas, ran out of gas, and now this year you can see that he's not run out of gas because he's been able to. Shoulder the, the the load a little bit to a few other guys. Anyway, right. real quick, Boston, no longer without Kyrie, without Gordon Hayward, uh, getting as far as they have gotten in this playoffs and being as good as they have been. Uh, what, this team next year, I think this series you're watching, this Boston this uh, Celtics 76ers series, this is going to be your Eastern Conference Finals for probably the next three years. I'd be really excited about that. It's unbelievable that Boston
1: beat Philly by sixteen points in the, in game one of this second round without those two that you mentioned and without Jalen Brown who's been playing exactly
0: his best basketball of his life. Yeah. So you got Terry Rozier, you got Marcus Smart, and you got one of the Morris brothers. I'm not. Even, I don't even know which one he is. But those three guys Marcus, have been. Yeah. Marcus. Those guys have been playing out of their minds. So has Jason Tatum. And yeah. so has Al Horford. Yeah. Al, Al and, Horford, Mr. Consistency. Yeah.
1: And, and and it's it's painful for me to watch Al Horford. I do not like watching him play basketball, but he. But he is because he looks like he's a terrible basketball player, but he is a good basketball player. He's a, he's a good basketball player who looks like he's a terrible basketball player. So he's kind
0: of the, he's the Hunter Pence of the NBA.
1: Yes. Good analogy. Yeah. Good analogy. Thank you. Um, Hey, I appreciate that. (laughs) I don't do that very often. Hey, you're welcome. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so yeah, that, I mean that's so impressive, and that's I mean you got to be a little concerned if you're Philly. I don't think they are because I still think you know they this is going to be a really good series, but but to be without those guys, um, it, Boston, I mean, and. Winning that game, that first game by 16, that's I, that's so impressive. Yeah, uh, I, I, I
0: completely agree. I think these two – and these two teams right here, I love LeBron, and I don't think he'll be back in Cleveland next year. I was all about it there for a while. After this, I don't think he's coming back to Cleveland. Uh, I think he'll go to the Western Conference and go over there and have fun. He will be – whatever team he's on in the Western Conference will be, will be in the finals, I think, and it's going to be against either the 76ers or the Celtics. That is a hot
1: take. What? So, Western Conference, so can you narrow down a team? No, I
0: can't. I have no idea what of LeBron is going to do. Three teams? I don't, um, The Pelicans aren't going to do anything with them, although how much fun would that be? Him be with fun. those – How big, with all these teams going small now to see Boogie Cousins, Anthony Davis, and LeBron, and LeBron James running up and down the court at the same, be same time. incredible. Wow. Just – Wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think Minnesota would be a fun place to see him at. I think he could turn that. I'm I'm thinking of he's. I don't think he's going to go to a Golden State. I don't think he's going to go. Obviously, he's not going to Houston. They don't have any room for him. Uh, uh, a team like maybe the Jazz. I don't know. I'm trying to. It's it's got to be a young core because he's he's going to want to give some minutes up. So it's got to be a young core that he can come out there and help improve. That's already one of these uh, playoff teams. They're going to be a playoff team. What do you think about this? If Kawhi Leonard leaves the Spurs,
1: LeBron James to the San Antonio Spurs, he wow. is a massive Greg Popovich fan, yes. like, uh, like I am. Yes. He, he and I are members of the Greg Popovich fan club. Um, but, but it looks... President and I, vice president? President and vice president. Uh, he's the vice president. Um <laughs>
0: So anyway, the but, only thing you've ever been better than LeBron James at,
1: yeah, oh, absolutely, <laughs> and and being small, I'm yes, better, I'm better, I'm better at than being him, small, yes,
0: one hundred percent.
1: Anyway, so I, I that would that would make my I would be a bigger LeBron James fan. And I'm no, a, already a LeBron James hey, fan. I would be a bigger LeBron James the fan. The only if you thing this
0: first. about that is LeBron James has been on some old teams, mm-hmm. and he would be going to an old team. They're
1: an old team, but they have a couple of guys that – and, yeah, Tony Parker's at the end of his career. Manu Ginobili's at the end of his career. Pau Gasol's at the end of his career.
0: But DeJounte LaMarcus Murray – LaMarcus Aldridge they, is in the middle. You he's, know, or He's the, in the middle. He's he at could the, be the in his that highest point of his prime, maybe but, getting ready to come down. But, but look, LeBron playing for Greg
1: Popovich, all right? You know he you know he loves Greg Popovich. Playing with LaMarcus Aldridge, who could, who could benefit from playing with LeBron? Sure. Who could get better? um and and a couple of these younger guys that they have that um you know that that, that are already are already into pop system already know you know the importance of defense to the Spurs mm-hmm. ball movement i think i think that would be my favorite move if lebron leaves and he goes anywhere i would love to see him go to san antonio because i'm a big spurs fan as well All right. but that i i just think it it would kind of make sense
0: yeah I would I would love to see him with a really good guard. And the more I look at Utah, the more I think, man, how much fun would that be? Yeah, you know what I mean. To play with Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, explosive. You 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 can, you know, you can give the ball up a little bit and have some faith in a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I <clears throat> that would be interesting. I'll, I like I he's gonna go over there. He'll end up in the finals. Uh, it, it's gonna be against Celtics or Philly. Yeah, I I. The Celtics, I—I'll tell you, I, the Celtics right now
1: look like they could win the East this year.
0: Isn't that crazy? With with without, the way they're playing, without their two best players, so right now without three of their top four players, but without right. Jalen Brown, they're two for best, game best two. But yes, yeah, yeah, unbelievable. All right enough NBA for the time being uh There's let's get never, it never enough I agree, I completely agree <laughs> but we got we gotta help out we've had some fans say they like they like a little major League baseball right now yep. we're getting hot and heavy we're a few weeks in the red legs are absolutely terrible they are officially the worst team in baseball and 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 it's actually close because the Royals are so close they're almost there the the Reds are seven and 22. And that's before tonight, so I'm not counting tonight because they're losing right now. And the Royals are seven and twenty-one, so uh, the next closest is the Orioles that are eight and twenty. So, Ugh. oh, look, they've got a chance to get out of the cellar. They've got a couple
1: teams like you just said that yeah, are. That they are got right a there couple
0: teams that are right there with them. And but they, look, if they don't, hey,
1: number one draft pick, right?
0: Yeah, well. You know, let's see one get let's, here and what, see what the number one draft pick actually does for a team. Let's tank. Let's tank. What, what, brother, I, I think that's what's happening. Uh, <laughs> uh, or if it's not, <laughs> they don't need they to try. Are, they are unintentional tank. Yes, and and is is the you know the draft? What was the the what year was the draft? Didn't Bryce Harper and uh, Mike Trout get drafted in the same year? Weren't they one two?
1: I. That sounds right, or close or, to right, or
0: they were the year after each other, and they're both one. I think they're one two. Anyway, uh, I, I just don't see. You don't hear. You knew those guys were the best. They were going to be unbelievable when they got drafted. You don't. You don't hear. I mean, Hunter Green. You heard about that. And I. I just love to see the guy. You know, he he can't get out of the double A. Now he's doing well, but mm-hmm. Nick Sanzel would be nice to see up here. Uh, we're past that point where they can bring him up and still have um, an extra year uh, of control. Mm-hmm. Bring him up. What are you hurting? What, yeah. what, what, are, you, what are you hurting now? You're, you're not. The guy's not getting. If he's that good down there, then bring him up here and let him get his cracks. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I think we'll see him the next. Infielder probably that goes down, or the, maybe the next bench player or something. They've that had goes five down.
0: of these of these guys sure. go up and down. Sure, yeah,
1: but they, but they were waiting, like you said, they were waiting until that until that uh, it was until April the fourteenth.
0: Man, we're almost a month past it. Sure, sure, sure. But
1: but they just got they just got Suarez back. Yep. They just got you know they just got a couple guys back. So they, so, they
0: send Benintendi. Was it Benintendi they sent down, or who did they send down?
1: Benintendi. Place with Red Sox.
0: <laughs> Benintendi. That's not the guy. That's not uh, the name Blandino, I meant to say. Blandino. 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 Sorry. <laughs> that's why nah, I know. got it. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You know that weird B Italian B guy. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So so now look, the Reds are are still the worst the worst team in baseball. Yeah. But they're f- they they won four of their last eight. They
0: have it, won four of their last they eight. They won games. four of the
1: last eight after starting three and eighteen. So they won three of their first 21, and they won four of their last eight games, right? Now,
0: what do you attribute that to? Joey Votto. Thank you. This team does what Joey Votto does. He won player of the week. They won a few games. The guy's hitting the cover off the ball. I can tell you one thing it's not, and that's Billy Hamilton. Do yeah. You want to know? I want to, I want you to see. Oh, look, look I before a, before okay. we get to Billy. <laughs> I want to talk about
1: Billy Hamilton so bad. We're going to talk about him in one second before okay. we get to Billy okay, Hamilton. Do your thing. You just mentioned it. Joey Votto was NL Player of the Week. Yes. All right. He he hit uh, 360 on base, 543 slugging 880. All right, for the week. Obviously that helped the <laughs> that helped the Reds win a lot. Yeah. He had it. He also had it. Home runs in four straight games, which were the first four home runs. It was first uh,
0: four home runs and only four home runs of of the year, right?
1: Yep. Um, But that's the thing. So he wasn't. He he had also last week nine walks, five strikeouts. That first, basically, the whole month of April, he didn't even walk. He wasn't getting on base. He didn't have any extra base. He had like one or two extra base hits. Right. He did. I mean, he got himself back to being. One of the best two or three hitters, at least in the National League, maybe in in you know in baseball. In baseball. Um, just in that week, and he does this every year. I feel like yeah, he always starts off slow, and then he you know in May or whatever he, he starts. Raking. It's like a switch is yeah. flipped, and he has a
0: bad spring, a
1: bad April, and then he's like,
0: he's hitting three thirty three over the last seven games, and uh, in, in two sixty two for the year. So that just goes to show you. I mean, he's brought what he's brought his average up. To this point, so I mean, I, I Joe, this team one hundred percent goes where Joey Votto goes. When Joey Votto's hitting, the team's gonna win. When Joey Votto's not, this entire team is down on themselves and they look down. And yeah. and right now this bullpen isn't not pitching well at all either. Yeah. The, the the pitching in general is not pitching well. It's gotten worse. We we thought this would be the, the the worst part of the team. It started off okay, and they are the worst part of the team.
1: Yeah, Tyler malley has been really the one guy that's holding on. His last couple starts are pretty good, um, but and he had a no hitter I think going through six or seven uh, two starts ago I want to say, um,
0: but. Our Easy. best starting pitcher's ERA, four nineteen. Yeah, it's not very good. Is that Bailey or Mali Bailey. Yeah, Ma- four thirty two.
1: Okay, so yeah, so they're not. They're still not doing anything well except Votto. Votto's hitting. Suarez yep. is back. He hit Suarez is
0: back. He hit one today. He
1: looks. He looks good. Yeah. So you know, I I think we talked about earlier. You know, the last couple of weeks saying the Reds aren't going to be this bad the entire year, and I think this is a little more kind of uh progression to the mean i guess like um you know this is more what i think i expect they're not going to be they're not going to play 500 ball the rest of the year but they're but they're not going to play 100 ball you know they're not going to they're not going to win three out of every eight uh 21 games right so um i i think they're they're getting back to where i think they'll mostly be kind of they'll still be one of the worst teams all year in baseball that's just the way it's going to be it's it's going to be hard to watch most nights but you know you're still going to get Joey Votto. You're still he's he's going to hit the ball and he's going to do really fun interviews because he's he's underrated. You know, most, w- one underrated of most funny. Underrated funny. He's underrated funny. He he's yeah. He's got. I that.
0: suggest everybody go back two years ago. Uh, they did a interview on MLB. Uh, what's the uh, what's the show with intentional talk? Intentional talk. Oh my gosh! When he dressed up, as and a and he dressed up as a bounty or a, Mountie yeah, a bounty from uh, from Canada. Oh my gosh, that was the greatest interview I've ever seen in my entire life. That was good. And you didn't even like the way, if you were just listening to it, you had no idea he was in something silly. But he, watching
1: it, he did such a great job. He he does he does funny. He likes to mess with Jim Day too in the interviews after the games. And he bought uh, he bought Zach Cozart a donkey last year yep. for making the All Star. Yep. So he, that guy. If you if you hear him talk uh, some people think he has no personality. He has incredible personality. He's yeah. a super funny guy. He loves having fun. He's really serious about hitting and really serious about winning, but he can do both. I mean, he can be serious about winning, about hitting and uh you know his, his craft and he can and he can have fun too and that's right.
0: It's so fun to follow Joey Votto. So we got Votto. Now, I need to get into this because this is something that I've wanted to talk to you about all week. Okay, good. All right. So, let's talk about your your number one uh your number one favorite player of all time in Cincinnati Reds history. Mm-hmm. Who might be the worst player in baseball right now? Billy Hamilton. Yeah, I've
1: got a I've got to strongly but respectfully disagree with you about that. Uh
0: what the worst player? He may not be the worst player in baseball, but there's not a lot else that you can dis- disagree with. Right now, he's one of the worst hitters in baseball. But I'm gonna go back to
1: what I've been saying. His value in the field is so much more than I. I don't know what his defensive WAR is. I didn't well, look it up. But it's got.
0: I mean, but it's gotta be. It's it, way it's way up there. Not it's. But it's not enough. What your your average your where your average defensive guy is mm-hmm. is not gonna get you enough to make up for the last seven games hitting 111. 111 it's gone down that means he just was up and missed
1: he he's saving runs he's saving he's saving plenty of runs with his defense in the outfield I his his defense is worth keeping him out there unless if he stays if he hits this way the way he is right now and yes he's getting worse as bad as he's he starts as bad as he started he's getting
0: because he hit 111 in the last seven games and I understand that he saves runs I, I you've talked about saving runs all the time mm-hmm. yes there are some plays he makes that are phenomenal the man is one of the best center fielders in the game I'm not going to disagree with that but if you take an average center fielder He's not giving up that many more runs than than what Hamilton is not giving you offensively on this team. That's fair.
1: Um, I don't roll know your, that don't his... look. roll your look, eyes he's, at me. He, no, I didn't roll my <laughs> eyes. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm concentrating Deep on thaw. how I can dig myself out of this hole. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, Hamilton, look, I he, like the team... I think is not this bad a hitter. I, I mean, he's a what a 240, 230 hitter or two, something like no, that. Well,
0: yeah, two thirty six, I think, yeah. somewhere around there.
1: So he's. I think he's gonna. You said it. You said it the other week. You play to the back of your card. All right. Yeah. And you're right about that. He he's not gonna hit this bad all year. He's not. And and he's gonna hit more. You know, he he's gonna get more of those beating out those choppers to the pitcher and those you know those little rollouts where he swings as hard as he can and it rolls out yeah 10 feet in front of the catcher and the catcher tries and he beats it out and, and the catcher or the pitcher whoever fields it bobbles the ball because they feel like they have to hurry you know he he's gonna get on by those he'll he'll draw one walk a month maybe because
0: <laughs> he doesn't walk i get i get how bad that is if he's lucky but He's not going to hit this bad all year. Fastest player in baseball. The only thing that matters is you being on base. Guy couldn't walk to save his life. Right. He but, could he stand there. with. Don't even swing. He's better off not swinging. Be honest with you. He's better off walking up to the plate, not swinging. I bet he'd walk more. I bet he'd score more runs. I bet a, he'd have more stolen bases.
1: That's 120% wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I uh, again, I re, I respectfully, humbly disagree with you. <laughs> That's how you. That's how you disagree with somebody and like try to not make it when you, know, you really hate everything they just said. <laughs> no, just, just of course not, I'm just lying not about that.
0: Of course he's not. He, he's not going to be better if he doesn't swing. to What I'm saying is, is the guy's got to learn. He he hasn't learned. It's not going to happen. He, he's just not going to be that guy. He's been playing for the Reds for the last six years now. That this is it, man. This is Four. it. This is it for Billy Hamilton. Now he's played. Let's see, one, two, three, four. This is his fifth year. His fifth full year. Right. Fifth full year. That's it, man. This is what you're going to get. You're going to get the same thing every well, year. And it's not. They're not. He's not. Like he's getting better. Some. A lot of his stats are getting worse over. Look. They talked about.
1: Or, you know, before the season started, Brian Price talked about. You know, having a four-man outfield and, and guys are going to sit. And, you know, nobody's going to play every single day, including Billy Hamilton. So maybe that's what it takes and he did he just he just missed the other day but maybe that's what it takes to get him to realize look even though my defense is is phenomenal it's it might not be enough it might not be enough to keep me on the field you know it's going to keep me on the field more than if i wasn't this good defensively because if he wasn't that good defensively he wouldn't play at all but i think he he might realize once he gets an off day a week or two a week or something depends on depending on how bad it gets you know Look, I'm not I'm not playing every day like I want to. Maybe I ought to start thinking about, you know, laying down a few more bunts or or, you know,
0: swinging down on the ball. We and, need Shevler back. Yeah when Shebler gets back you'll Billy's going to this the, Billy can't hit like this and stay in the lineup so when Shebler gets back Billy is going to be the odd man out I I truly believe that this is going to go from a possible four man outfield rotation to the second Shebler's healthy and can get back in this lineup Hamilton's going to be is going to be a utility guy it's what's going to happen you can't hit this bad it's you can there's no, you can't be in the major leagues and hit a 111 after 30 games so would you rather have Shebler in center field every day than Billy Hamilton? Defensively, no. But in the lineup where you, you you win the game by scoring runs. Sure. So, yes, I would rather have him in the lineup for the game, but I would not definitely – I mean, I, it, there's maybe two guys that are equal to Billy Hamilton, Hamilton in center field defensively, but that doesn't put – if you can hit, you're going to make a team. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you can field because there's other guys that – not being able to field, you not being able to field or just be average isn't going to give up as many runs as what you can put up offensively. Does that make sense? I know I feel like this is the same argument I've had the entire time, and I feel like I'm just trying to say it five different ways to beat it into your head. That's okay, because I'm doing the same thing to you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I okay, so... We'll, we'll we'll put this we'll put this to rest. Billy Hamilton, look, he he's not hitting well enough right now to be in the lineup. He's he's playing defense well enough to be in the lineup. He's not hitting well enough to be in the lineup. They're going to have to make a decision when Shebler comes back. I agree with you on that. I don't I don't think he's the odd man out where he's just not going to play, where he's going to play like one day a week or something, but I I I think that yeah, I I think like I said, I think you know maybe maybe he does sit more often when Scherler comes back, which is fine, and then maybe that makes him realize like, look, I, I got to figure out something here, I, and whatever he has to do, to to start get getting on base a little bit more, it's probably not going to be the walk. He's probably not going to start There's walking no more. There's no
0: probable involved
1: in that. It's not going to be the walk. But but that's fine. It it, it doesn't matter. He he he's going to get on base because of his legs anyway. So he's he's going to have to, you know, smack yet. the ball into the ground and beat and beat out as many infield singles as he can and and work with Joey Votto,
0: the hit, the resident hitting coach. Yes, exactly. Um, he did that last year. He he hit every single day he was there before and after every day of spring training and during the year with Votto. Didn't do a damn thing. And let me tell you. Let me tell you that This, you know, uh, if you ask anybody in baseball right now, all these Sabre guys, they're going to tell you that hitting the ball into the ground is already going to give you a less percent chance of getting a hit, no matter how fast you are. So, so now you're telling that with the launch angles, just agree to disagree that I think he's terrible and you love him. Good for his defense. I love the fact that he can play defense, but defense doesn't make major league baseball teams. There's you- a hell of a lot of great defensive players in the minor leagues because they couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. I love you, Billy. <laughs> launch angles. Speaking of launch angles. So one <laughs> what guy do you think who should this.
1: One guy who should not worry at all about launch angle and not get not get into the hype of the launch angle is Billy Hamilton. The launch I'm angle right is for big strong guys who naturally hit the ball out of the ballpark who naturally hit the ball with a ton of power um launch angle okay so so this is it's really in the last two or three years has has really come into play here um so it's the degree and by degree i mean like the the degree of the angle that the ball comes off the comes bat. off the bat Right. Yes. So, a great
0: job by me. Uh, that was a great description. Now. This is an awesome description. So anyway, so anyway. the angle of the ball comes off the bat, the angle of the ball, which is very, right. it's very simple to understand. That. Right. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, it is a simple
1: thing. And so, but guys are, so okay. So this is something that every home run that's hit now, not even every home run. A lot of the balls that are hit now, you know, there are like the TV broadcast, whatever, whatever it is. Shows you the launch angle on the replay.
0: Exit velocity. Uh, yeah. Uh, Exit velocity uh, goes hand in hand with launch. Exactly. Angle. And launch angles and all these crazy things. Yeah. So so only important <laughs> if you got muscles the size of my head, in my opinion. Right. Uh, right. Half a baseball I don't, should be a level swing right through the ball. There's very few people that should be even caring about this, and the fact that it's come down to the little kids down in in, in, in a ball or whatever, you know, your are 12 year olds, 13 year olds who are swinging with uppercuts now because they think they're going to hit the ball out of the park every time. That's not the deal. It's it, 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 I think it's the most overrated thing. The only guys you ever see here that are doing that, that ha- is these high exit velocity guys. Mm-hmm. And it's because they hit the ton of, they hit the ball so hard. Right. Yeah. Bonds did that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he was a massive guy. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, became, was a monster. he became a massive guy. Um, yeah. So, right. So, everybody on this list are all monsters. Exit velocity, highest exit velocity this year. Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton, Hanley Ramirez, John <laughs> Carlos Stanton, uh, Marcelo Zuna, Kyle Schwarber. I mean, it's it's nothing but big people all the way down the list. Yep. So yeah. So if you're not one of those guys,
1: number one, be willing to admit it. Okay. Yes. It, Please. Don't, it, you admit don't admit it. You don't need this. Billy Hamilton, stop popping the ball up. Billy Hamilton, stop popping the ball up. D. Gordon keep, is a, keep, is Dee catching
0: those balls in center. D, uh, D. Gordon is the is has won a National League batting champion batting and he's got a negative launch angle. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. It's who you are. Jose Reyes. I was reading the thing. Jose Reyes' launch angle over the past three years or something like that has gone up like eight degrees. And he's become he an even, incredibly horrible he player over play the last anymore. three years. Yeah, right. So yeah, so yeah, because guys get
1: in love, fall in love with a home run, which is and, the exciting play in baseball. But it, but, but it doesn't necessarily win games. I mean, yes, that you immediately score runs when you hit a home run. But if you're so, these guys are changing their swings. That's the thing. They're changing their swings. So along with more home runs, you're get also getting more strikeouts. You're also Getting less ground ball outs, more fly ball outs. You're you're popping up to the infield or flying out to the outfield way more often because the difference between hitting a home run and popping out to the shortstop is like a millimeter on the baseball. I mean, really, <laughs> yeah. I, these guys are, are changing their swings and trying to specifically hit under the ball. Yeah. But you have to hit the right spot under the ball. Hank Aaron – how are you going to do that when the balls coming in at ninety five miles an hour with movement you're not going to hit the spot you want with an uppercut swing
0: the only guy that worked for was Ken Griffey Jr. He had an uppercut swing. I, I completely agree with you, 100%. I, I didn't know before we talked about getting into this because of uh, the the topic that, that came up on Facebook. But I, I thought that we might be opposite of each other in this, because, but I, we're not. I, I completely agree with you. And I, think, I don't think that – but at the same time, I don't think the launch angle deal – or guys changing their swing with that launch angle is the reason why there's that many more strikeouts. I believe that's because these pitchers are more powerful. I think that pitching is better overall in major league baseball. And, and be, and I think that these same metrics that they use for hitting the spin rate for pitchers and things like that, I think that is a good thing. I think those are, are real uh, tangibles to look at because those are giving you better ideas about how good a pitcher is, but, but, and and I think that that's a big reason why there's more strikeouts. That and that people are trying to hit home runs. They're not just coming up there. It used to be, you in 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 baseball when we grew up in baseball, you learned about situational hitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, third, less than two outs, you are going to right field. Whether you're you're either going to pull it if you're a left hander, you're going the other way as a right hander. You are you, early in the count. You're waiting for a pitch. Middle out. So you can go out over there or or you get, you know, uh, as you get back in account, you try to go inside out. You, you have to. That's what you do, though. You have to get the ball over on the right side. Nobody cares about that anymore. Second, third, no outs. I want to see how far I can hit it. You know what? Ball popped up in the in the outfield scores your run right there push it over on the ground to the right side, hit a ground ball to the second baseman, get you a run right there. Mm-hmm. That is that is what we're missing, and I, I think that has a big part of – that's a big part of the strikeouts in baseball right now because guys are just swinging as hard as they can instead of making just making contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you.
1: I think it's a, a combination of pitchers being really good and and this kind of thing. This You know, guys getting probably too deep into their own head about – what stats you know what advanced stats make them a better player this doesn't seem like one of them it makes to me it doesn't it makes the most sense if you're going to try it you have to be like we said to, to, to start it out you've got to be a big strong guy and maybe that works out but it's not going to make a guy that hits 15 home runs a year into a 40 home run guy
0: no it'll make it's, a 15 home run guy a year to a bench player because he's not going to hit he's not going to he's not going to hit but three home runs more but his batting average is going to drop 40 points exactly so he's going to turn into a bench player his his batting average is going to go from you know 260 to 220 and that's going to get you on the bench unless you're the red center fielder and you bat 111 and you're still starting in center field <laughs> i i don't think i have
1: anything now i i don't know <laughs> i don't no so yeah so launch angle look to me is Another mini era, another kind of fad thing, you know, that comes up every couple of years in baseball where it's this the next big thing that some mathematician or physics guru came up with that, you know, looking at, you know, launch angle, exit velocity, uh, whatever, even when even when, you know, like sabermetrics kind of started coming up in like the walk was like the most important thing you could do. You know, guys like got into the, and that's, people got into Joey Votto a lot in the last few years about that, like saying that he was way too worried about walking. So he wasn't in situations where he maybe could have driven in runs, not situationally
0: hitting, right? He was not doing, he was so enamored with being on base every single game, every at bat that he didn't think about In sometimes what was best for the team, Mm -hmm. and I and and in his head maybe he thought it was best for the team for him to bend on beyond, but when it's second, third, or third no outs, and he's walking, not even swinging the bat on pitches that aren't bad, you know that are just missing, buddy, you got to get up there and that first one you we need runs right now, we got it, we need runs, yeah, and something like that isn't as bad for the team as something like this where you're
1: changing your swing you're trying to to uppercut the ball get underneath the ball in a very specific spot on the ball you know to try to hit more home runs to try to produce runs fine but but you're making more outs because of that where you know Votto, if he walks with if a guy's on second and third with no outs and he walks he's not hurting the team at all he's I mean some people might argue that he's hurting the team because he didn't drive in runs, but making contact doesn't guarantee that you drive in a run, right? It so, doesn't
0: guarantee it, but you're not driving in a run when there's when the bases aren't loaded and you're walking. Sure, sure, but now you have bases loaded, no outs, and now it's the next guy's
1: responsibility to to do something. Now he, I mean, he's much more likely because Everybody has to
0: go somewhere. Everybody's got to advance. Sure. So, anyway. I, I agree with you that that it's not as bad of a of a thing for baseball, but it is that next fad that maybe isn't that important.
1: Yeah, for. yeah, launch angle. Yeah, no, I'm. I, yeah, and I was. I mean, you know, walking, being being enamored with walks um, went in a situation that you could drive somebody in is not as bad as this long-angle right. thing. Right. Okay. That's it. That's yeah, what I'm agreeing right, right. with you. I yeah. agree with you 100%
0: on that. Yeah, But yeah. I do believe that these some of these advanced metrics that you see, this average pitch, pitch velocity, the uh, spin rate, and things like that, I think those are important for pitchers. And I think that those are the reasons why you see, maybe not the whole reason, but it's a big part of the reason why you see this strikeout. So is baseball more exciting now than it was in the past because you're getting strikeouts you know, if you're if you're watching the game, you're either watching the team on the field or you're watching the team up to bat, and the two best things you want in those situations is a home run or a strikeout. So is baseball more exciting now or is it less exciting because of this? I think it's less exciting because I like to watch a manufactured run, you I know. It. I love it personally. But- in my mind, I think kids though, kids growing up, they you know, hey, Chicks dig the long ball.
1: Yeah, I love a dominant performance by a pitcher. I love a strikeout because you know, and I love I love a strikeout because I love ten strikeouts from a pitcher or right. 12. Be- Eight strikeouts. But because three they're dominating, I want I want to see those because they're so good, not because, uh, uh, not because the hitters are worse or or they're changing their you know changing their approach to try to hit more home runs, making them a worse hitter. I want it to be because pitchers are so much better
0: right so real quick uh quick break in this Cavs uh raptors overtime
1: oh my goodness
0: lebron missed game-winning jumper at the end of regulation
1: i i did i got (laughs) mr clutch i got a text as we were talking from joe from from (laughs) my brother just that said, what question mark exclamation <laughs> oh, point? So it's kill. It was killing oh, me the whole time we were talking, not knowing oh, what he was talking about.
0: There you go. It had to have something to do with that. I'm putting my phone away. <laughs> it was to do with that because yeah. he told me earlier he was watching. it. Oh, okay, there you go. Oh man, that's good. All right, so, uh, so I think we agree uh, on that. That that well, I don't know that we agree on a fix more exciting or not or less exciting. I don't. I don't think that it's more exciting. I think you're losing a lot of old baseball fans, but you're gaining a lot of new baseball fans, which, to be completely honest with you, is probably a good thing for baseball in general because they don't have that younger fan. So if that younger fan is intrigued by the home run and that's what's going to bring them in, then good for baseball. I love baseball no matter what. I will always love baseball. I love every situation. I love the shifts. I love... You know, uh, watching, you know, every time a different batter comes up or pitch even pitch-to-pitch, looking out in the field and seeing your center fielder take five steps to the right, ten steps to the left, come in five You know, I love seeing that, the talk between the infielders, things like that. Every situation, there's something going on throughout the game all the time. If you're not looking for it, you're not going to see it, and it's going to seem dull. Yep. But there's so much to it. I'm going to love it no matter what. That's just what I think. Uh, I'm with you yeah it's it's
1: I I'm not I'm not just like in basketball you know the, the crossover where you make somebody fall, the dunk on somebody, mm-hmm. those have been so blown out of proportion. It's crazy because there's so much more to, to basketball than that, and is <laughs> there are way more exciting plays to me. I I would I much rather see a beautiful bounce pass to a guy cutting back door. I was
0: just gonna say a beautiful than, back door cut
1: <laughs> than than you know than a guy dunking on somebody because that's agree. gonna happen all the time. But and and that's the, that's what I mean. Like this in the same way. I don't, yeah, home runs, okay, for my team, sure, I'm happy every time the Reds hit a home run. I want them to hit a home run in every at-bat, but everybody else, you know, if I'm watching a game where I don't really have a dog in the fight, I don't care about home runs. I mean, I would rather see a one nothing, 2-1, 3-2 game you know that's exciting. That comes down. You know, you know, a, a team, the team that's down two to one is in the ninth inning, and they've got a couple guys on, and and the closers in, and and it's a battle between. You know, it's a battle between Craig Kimbrell and Joey Votto. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. you know, I, I I like that much more. So, and and Votto doesn't need to. I would much rather see, or I I. It doesn't matter to me. Like, I if Votto gets a base hit and scores two, and they win that way. That's almost really more exciting to me because you might have a play at the plate too, or something like sure. that, than if he hits a home run and it's done. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't need the home run. Um, it, it's sure it's it's still exciting, it's but it's
0: super exciting and it changes games because it's instant runs, right?
1: But but it's not. I don't know. It's just not. It's just not worth overhyping for fans and for players that want to subscribe to this launch angle and exit velocity, like. This is like just you know, trying to swing harder and swing up is gonna change their career and make them a forty home run hitter and a, it's not a, gonna a do it. ten year two hundred million dollar contract or whatever.
0: It's not gonna do it. Not gonna okay. happen and and it it just is what it is. I I think that this will be something that you see you you'll probably still see it because it's gonna be one of those stats like a home run where it's like, wow, look at the look look what these big guys can do. Mm-hmm but I don't think it's going to become such a part of where people are changing themselves at, you know, 15 years old to try to get there. So, yeah. All right. Well, Hey, uh, I, I, we've been doing this, uh, for a while now and I want to thank, uh, um, real quick before we get anywhere else, uh, go any further. I want to make sure we thank, uh, uncle Jimmy, uh, Mr. Jim Roop from Westwood one, uh, came over, helped us set up, uh, some of the, some of our, Equipment. Tools, equipment, thank you. I don't, I don't even know what it's all called. That's how bad it is. Uh, but he helped us set it up down here in Studio A slash The Dungeon. Uh, we really appreciate that. Had a great weekend. He came in from California to see us here in Cincinnati. Um, and uh, his son, Tyler, our cousin, also has a podcast uh, who we somewhat stole the type of name that we're called because we're the nosebleeds and he's the cheap seats uh, UCLA radio. Um, yeah, UCLA
1: radio.com every Wednesday, eight o'clock Eastern time, five o'clock Pacific time, Tyler Roop. Excellent, excellent sports talk show. Um, just like this one, only a lot better. Um, <laughs> so, so please listen to ours. Please listen to his. You will, if you like ours or you hate, if no matter how Either you feel way. about ours, you're going to love his. Yes. So listen to his. Um, yeah, thank you. I, you know, I want to echo that, uh, Jim Roop 30year uh, professional broadcast, broadcast veteran man. he has multiple golden mics every award you can imagine in broadcasting the, the, the guy you know in a, in a major market in LA you know he yep. covers the entire west coast really the entire country yeah I mean he's covered everything you can ever imagine um, on on the highest scale there is. Um, so he's been in, he's been in radio forever and if he, he
0: came here. Into he, this little, into this little suburb of <laughs> Cincinnati to, to help a couple guys get their stuff right into and, a tiny he, basement office. Into a tiny basement office, and he actually, and and he seemed very interested in it. Like he wanted to do it, and that means a lot to us. It was awesome. So thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, so this is the a hey, we, we appreciate you guys listening. Please check us out on Facebook. Uh, comment. Let us know what you think. Um. And uh, about the high seed, low seed deal, mm-hmm. uh, definitely. Uh, you can listen to us on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Castbox. Uh, Adam, get a hold of him at Adam Schmidt forty four on Twitter, and you can catch me at Sick Witted on Twitter. Uh, and and thanks a lot for coming out, guys. Uh, don't forget to turn your lights on.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Back again.